You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I'm your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Funny, I feel like I've heard that music other places lately. I was going to say that too. Listen, don't play dumb when I ask you about that, though. I've talked to some of these people. Oh, you, that's a, a funny small world. Is that your intro music? Are you saying me don't play dumb? No. Oh, you're talking about Kenny boy? Don't play. Don't play <laughs> cute with me. I'm not naming names. One oh. of the few times I won't. However. Let's call it Kay Golden so that no one knows. Let's just. It's not just no. him. Fanatics mm. has used the music. Oh, yeah, really. they have. Just say, hey, thanks, SCN. Appreciate you guys helping out. I'm so glad you're mentioning this first off because I wanted to put this out. I'm setting the, the tone is what I'm doing. The potosphere. The I want them. someone to come up with an original intro for the show because the reason all these other people are using it is because technically this is not our song. This I is am, like this is free space music that we technically pay a subscription for, whatever. I want someone to come up with an original, you know, 10 to 15 second little intro outro music for us. What do you think about that? It can't be worse than what we have. So I, I am in. We have breaking news today. Last More week, news? well, Fanatics last week buying PWCC was fine. On the Richter scale of breaking news, it was a two out of 10. Nine oh, out of 10 is two and a half. Okay, 2.45. Nine out of 10 today, though, we have our first in guest, in studio guest. Oh, God. It's so. I, I cannot decide if I am excited to meet this fella. Or if I'm going to sit on the cup, well, here, you know how I get in public sometimes. I know, but, but we did so good with the Mojo one where we did that in person. I like Doug and Dan. Mojo's Mojo breaks are great. Here's what I know about this man is that he's used to being in front of a crowd. How tall is he? I don't know. I don't know that. Let me ask you this. Have you prepared any stand up? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this. Here's a funny story. I'm going to tell Aaron when he's here. Aaron Weber's the guy's name, by the way. I had a little stand up routine when I was a kid and I'm talking like. I'm talking like Thanksgiving dinner at the Giuseppe's. Do you like, have any con- oh, any memory of oh, any of the jokes? I could tell you the opening line. Do it right now, bro. Before No, I'm saving it for him. Oh, you're actually going to do it in front of him. There's that. You and, want to do it in front of a professional. Correct. There's That's that a mistake. and there's some golf. Because I have to oh, think. God. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not important. We're going to talk sports cards for the first few minutes then. Because this is going to be a weird episode. It is. We're going well, to talk about the market and the sports card and all that. Aaron is into cards a little bit, so we'll talk that. But we are doing our first... I would say our first nonsense heavy episode. We have a guest in studio. We're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Yes. I'm sorry if I know some of these cardboard guys. Oh, it's amazing. You're blowing your opportunity. But shut up. <laughs> shut Don't up. ever speak to anybody out loud again. <laughs> to be fair, though, he does have content. He, he has material on Pokemon and sports Correct. cards. So, so there'll be some of that. We're going to start with some stuff early. We'll yes. address some things in the market. And then we're just going to have a fun episode. We're going to riff. Everybody can relax. And if the guy's terrible, I'm going to, I'm already <laughs> telling you right now, appendicitis. I'm grabbing my left side. I'm oh, going to start choking. Gotta go. What? What happened That's to you? That's the sound you make when you, oh, appendicitis. Like that? 
Uh, honestly, you can't be worse than what I'm dealing with here. So this will be a welcome. Okay. First topic I want to hit, and this is actually a serious thing. Uh, I have made comments in the past taking shots at small content creators. I've never named names because I've never felt the need to. Well, they're small. But there is a prevalent amount of people, that's the wrong word, who just, who, who everybody's welcome to make content, do your thing. The YouTube guys, that's great. We don't do YouTube. Maybe we will in the future. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what I have noticed is a trend of influencers. It has become the most used and clickbait type word for everybody. Now, let me just preface this also by saying there's some guys with like, and I'm not even going to call him small, Dan, the card guy. I've been talking to that guy on Instagram. I told you the other day, I want to have him on. Mm-hmm. First I messaged of all, him. He has not messaged back, which is surprising. He's down under. So you I don't know. even know what time it is. That's uh, true. Dan has, and again, this is not a shot at Dan. He has a, a little bit of a smaller audience than some of the massive voices out there. Yeah. I think that's fair to say, right? The number two, right? But I actually think he gives a very factual, unbiased take on things. He'll offer his opinion. Yeah. But I actually like that. That's why I invited him on the show. I hope he responds. We want to have him on. I agree. But there are some, and he has actually recently talked about influencers. I, I had no issue, by the way, with what he said. I thought he was pretty straightforward, factual. But there has become this like just prevailing sentiment where it's just like anybody that came up in the Facebook group yesterday, by the way. Oh, was it? And it's anybody who gets paid by anybody. That's all they are is a shell and they pump for this company and they'll never say anything bad about it. Okay. Two things. Number one, the majority of people, again, not everybody. I think Dan could easily, maybe he is making money. I don't know. I think he could easily get some sponsorship deals. Like the guy put us up, puts out content that I think people would happily pay to have them represent. Yeah. Uh, Cage and, and, and Andrew had made money off their content. Oh yeah. A number of people do. There's also a number of people who don't. Now, a good example of that, by the way, is SCR. Sports Card Radio doesn't, at least from what I've, I, what they've always said publicly, they don't get paid for their content. That's a choice. They, well, they could, get paid by like Golden and stuff, but uh, I don't know that. I don't. Yeah, I, I've never they, seen any sponsorship deals that they've talked about publicly ever. Oh, I don't know if they've ever. I mean, they would one hundred percent have to. Like they, Maybe, you're not going to like do a segment on point, Golden and not get paid by it. See, I, I think they would actually. And I think they do. I don't think they have any sponsorship deals at all. But my point with them is they easily could. They go and sell that channel and get as many deals. So great. Sure. They choose not to. No problem. We choose to. And when our guys screw up, we go after them. That's how we do it with sponsors. But for some of the smaller channels, it literally just becomes this thing of like, well, I don't get, I don't have any sponsorships because I want all the freedom of speech in the world. Pretty sure we have that here. And mm-hmm. just to be clear, the reason you don't have sponsorship money, almost everybody, again, SCR is different. They don't because they don't want to. Fine. Again, I think they do. But that's fair. But that's o- fair. other people's content is not that good. When you sit in a room and you just discuss like the exact same thing with the exact same people and you all have the same view- viewpoint of everything, it's just not that compelling. It really isn't. It's not to say that there aren't some small channels that do good work and will eventually get discovered and blow up. Mm-hmm. Good on them. Like, that's how we did it. We were nothing. Mm-hmm. People heard our content. The content hasn't changed, though. I bring this up, too, to say, because the whole influencer thing, again, just becomes such a clickbait, useless argument. We are now in, this, in a period of sports cards where influencers, ourselves included, have almost zero power to do anything anymore. People got overwhelmed with the influencers and people's take. Mm-hmm. And we saw it here, by the way, straight cash homie a couple of years ago. We stopped doing it because we saw certain cards balloon in price and people got left holding the bag and got crushed. I think those days are over. I oh, think this. Are you saying like where the influencer does not actually influence the audience? Not near. I think we can influence certain companies. We, we're sponsored by SGC. We've never been quiet about that. SGC handled something initially very poorly this week on the Facebook group. And guess what? My buddy Ian was talking about it. He had a big post about it. Customer service at first was terrible. And all the responsive messages I got were, oh, but SCN's not going to say anything. It's a sponsor. Watch this. There's a lot of collusion here. Mm-hmm. First of all, absolutely not. I texted and called both of our contacts over at SGC. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the conclusion of the matter was Ian got taken care of to his satisfaction. That is why we work with these companies. It's not to say they're not going to screw up, but when they do, we will reach out behind the scenes. I also just don't think blasting people publicly is the best way to do things at times. Sometimes it is. Yeah. But when a guy's an issue with a grading problem like he did yesterday or the last couple of days, you just reach out. The benefit of us taking money from these people is they also, they value our viewpoint. Well, how many times have guys actually reached out with an issue of someone that's a sponsor Asking for our help and to that's contact what we do. somebody. Starstock, exactly. by the way, is a great example of that. When they yeah. started screwing the pooch and not shipping stuff back, first of all, we stopped working with them ye- over a year ago now. We call on air and off air more than anybody in the world, and we made sure our guys got taken care of. We mm-hmm. promoted the company. It crapped out, although I still think it was an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. So what did we do? We went the extra mile to make sure our guys got taken care of. 
I have, I, I really do though. I, I just think that there comes a point, and again, this is not for everybody. A lot of people talk about it, I have no problem, but it just becomes this lazy regurgitated take. Oh, like, oh, these are influencers. So what? Like, I'll be honest with you. Whether we were getting paid all the money we get paid or nothing, I just think our show is more entertaining the most. That, that, that is just what it comes down to. We don't do the show to influence people. We don't do the show just to make money, although I wouldn't do as much time and, and hard work, or neither would you if we weren't getting paid either. We'd have to have real jobs. Sure. So, like, can we just stop painting this whole picture of influence of any kind is just bad? It's just, it, is, it just becomes a lazy term to me. I don't know if I, I view it as, like, we don't, I think influencers definitely influence the audience. Otherwise, you know, they're not influenced. They're just. But I'm saying, okay. But. Back to that point, real quick. Yeah. I think we influence the use of certain companies or services. Sure. For sure. Like, hey, this is. But I think that's a side effect of what we're doing specifically. I don't think we started this. Well, I know we didn't start this in the idea of, oh, well, we're doing this until someone starts paying us. And then we're only going to talk about that thing. Correct. But I also think my point, though, was this. I think a year and a half ago, two years ago, we and we saw it. We could have talked about a specific card. And no, we weren't going out and like flipping it on the cheap and buying, you know, we didn't do it. We were just talking about trends in the market. And it was true. Like, I'd be like, dude, this Garnett rookie is stupid cheap. And then you'd actually see. And then we'd see 19 sales on eBay the next day yes. where it ballooned. But six months later, I was like, oh. So that's why we stopped doing it. Sure. But I actually don't think you could do that today. Like, I don't Not think. Not in the to, same way. I don't think us, Jeff Wilson, Sports Car, and they don't do that anyway, Sports Car Radio. But say like us three got together. I consider us the three biggest microphones. Like if the three of us got together and were like, hey, we're going to really pump this player. I don't think there'd be that much of much that much of an impact anymore. Which, by the way, I think shows you the guys who are still around are intelligent people in the card. Now, either they're just in it to collect what they love, and good for you. Like if you can keep that, like just on that path, I'm happy for you. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I choose to commingle business with collecting, but I just feel like the people who are left in the space now are not like, oh, you know what? I'm going to listen to a podcast and I'm going to go buy that card. He just hyped it. I'm in. I think the market's gotten smarter, which is a great thing. Well, I do think that there are definitely the majority of our audience is like that. But I also feel like we especially have a responsibility because we are not only on the ringer, but we've always geared this show towards not only the veterans in the hobby, but new guys too. And so, you know, the new guy listening isn't listening around all the experience in the world. They're not listening in the Facebook group where there's other people that can tell them, hey, don't actually go out and buy that right now or anything like that. So I do think while we may be able to still influence those people, I think we've done a good job of curtailing what we say and how we say it so that they know not to necessarily go out and bid on that auction that is already overpriced or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and like PWCC was a great example of this. Like people actually were going after Cage last week too. Uh, because he he used to be a, I think PWCC at one point was a sponsor of their podcast. Oh, uh-huh. I guess my issue there too is like, but yeah, a ton of people use PWCC. Now we've ever made a dime off them, by the way. And Jesse Craig has been on the show. We just thought it was an interesting guest to have on at the Mint. We didn't get paid for that. We've never taken a dollar of PWCC money. Write a check though. I mean, at this point, what are yeah, we doing? Absolutely. Here? No, but I, I, even that, it's like, oh, it, there was like this narrative the last week of like, oh, look at all these influencers on the payroll. But but even if there are like, what? Well, okay. I th- like, I still think they have one of the best marketplaces around. So my point being there though, is like, if I want to go out and I couldn't like, say I, I, like I have to go to one of these, like a lot of people use PWCC and golden for that reason. Yep. And I don't think it's an issue. Like even like us with SGC, I was using them and I was subbing a ton of cards anyways. So guess what? Me and you had this conversation one day, by the way, mm-hmm. I hate to say this, this was your good idea. Like, Hey bro, why don't we approach them about a sponsorship? And my initial thought was, yep, yeah. like what, you should be paying me. I talk about you not because I'm trying to impress anybody, but because I use your service. I know it's good. By the way, I've had issues with your service and it's been handled. Yes. I have never gotten that with another grading company. So it made sense. The deals we take on are deals we're interested in. We think make sense, but we stand behind them. And the other ones, by the way, I'll bring up a couple more. Collectible was paying us to do YouTube videos a little bit on the podcast as well. Me and you both use Collectible because me and you are both also like to do the day trading thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought it was a cool space. The company went under. I didn't lose my money, by the way. Some stocks went down like anything else, whatever. But like, I, I wasn't promoting like, hey, go use this company and make sure you dump your 401k into it. It was like, hey, this is a cool service. Yeah. I use Dibs, by the way. Now, Dibs is the only one who didn't pay us, by the way. I've heard that a number of times. Dibs never paid us anything. We talked to Evan. Is that Evan? Yeah, Evan Vanderburg. was the Dibs guy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, Vanderhouse. Yeah. That's him. Yep. <laughs> Eli Vanderpool. We talked 
My old buddy, who, my old buddy who Eli. Is that? Yeah. Lana's grandson. You know that's, Eli. Oh, Vander. That's I was, what I was like. Why I thought does he was making up a random so name. Nope. Yeah, that's a real name. Dibs never paid us, but even with Dibs, I was like, dude, it would actually be awesome to click a button and have a card trade to somebody else instantaneous. Joker just had an, a historic triple double. Mm-hmm. The company failed. I still think the idea was great. And I actually didn't lose my money there either. So, well, I think I the- guess that, that is my point, though. You can promote things and you can take money from people. You just have to stay objective, which we have. When deals go south, we make it right for our people. And if we smell something fishy, we get out of it. But just because a company goes under or fails, I don't feel like this thing of like, oh, well, I was a sellout. I, I just, I just, again, it all goes back to this whole thing of if you're not making money in this, there's probably a reason. And if it's because you don't want to, hats off to you. I don't mind. But this whole thing about like the punching up, I just get sick of it. And again, there's plenty of good guys who don't have big followings yet. Some of you probably will. But I I just think it's lazy where it's like everybody who makes money is just a sellout and a corporate shell and all this other garbage. But I think that's a lot of like, you know, we that's life. There's people that listen to the show. There's a lot of people that listen to the show that are not on social media at all. Smartest people in the world. There are a lot of people that listen to the show and they listen because Every influencer out there is that's that that's what they're going to do. They're going to influence and the majority are going to make money somehow doing it. It's the ones that you can't necessarily trust that are going to say it because they're getting paid, not because they were already a fan of the service. I don't think there's a time where we have taken on a promotion where we weren't already sold on it or a genuine user of the product in this situation, too. I think that there's many people out there that are going to get paid on everything that they're doing. It's up to the individual to say, hey, I like this guy's content. I don't care if he's trying to push this company. I can kind of tell he doesn't really use it, but I like everything else. That's up to you. If you want to do that, that's fine. My thing is there are people that you can also tell that is they're just fake. The only reason. They are fake sure. and they're just doing this for the money. And that's the content that I hate. Those are the influencers, quote unquote, that I am not a fan of whatsoever. And if you think that about us, whatever, that's fine. I don't well, think anybody fine. does. You're an idiot. Well, people do I don't think anybody people. really does think that for the majority. But at the end of the day, choose what you want to listen to. But it, don't come after us if we are uh, taking on a sponsorship role because the only way we can do this is if we make a little bit of money. Actually, I don't mind either. You can come after us. My only thing is I always just say gather facts. Yeah, facts sure. are never as exciting as headlines, but they're actual. Did you want to come after us specifically? I didn't see this post. No, by no, the way. no, 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 absolutely, ab- no, not at all. Oh, good. But by the way, my overall point too is, and I'll end with this: we've also dropped a lot of sponsors, and we've also just straight out said no to deals because we don't. Yeah. And trust me, being on the ring of people throw plenty of. Na- that also comes though with where we're at. We make a lot of money, so that we don't have to jump. Five years ago. Well, 10 years ago, I'll tell you right now. Hey, Mike, talk about this broke. No problem. Yes. I would have done anything. Do whatever painting, you want. Yeah. I was painting apartments 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> whatever you want me to talk about. I don't care. Does it sound like we're bragging or I don't want it to come off uh, like that? That wasn't the point. Okay. The point is it's actually easier for us to do that because we're in a position where we don't need to just take on the money. Fair. I'm not trying to brag about that. It's just a reality of the situation. But I would also challenge, I think we are as outspoken and me, especially with my rants and my craziness. As anybody in the space, and just because we make money doing it, I have no feeling of remorse over that. So that is it. You as a collector, though, like you said, a lot of our audience doesn't even know what we're talking about or care. That's totally fine. At the end of the day, you should always make educated decisions about what you do in the hobby. You want to buy, flip, sell, trade, whatever. Great. Do so with like information at hand. Hey, what is the history of this card? What are the comps look like? What does this grading company sell to compared to that one? Do your research. Like at the end of the day, if you do those simple things, you're almost always immune to all the things we've talked about anyways, which is a good thing. So that Nicely is it. Said. Nicely said. I do want to talk quickly. I know Aaron's going to be here in just a minute. I'm guessing this guy's just going to walk in. Well, I just took my earphone off one ear just because I'm like, oh, he could just walk in and hey. we wouldn't even know. Yeah. Hey, guys, you just still doing the podcast? That's what he sounds like. Is that him? That's him. I've heard him talk. I've never heard that. (laughs) Well, you Uh, will. We're going to open some wax with him, which I know the audience loves to not be able to see. So that'll be exciting. (laughs) But we'll joke about it. It'll be funny. It'll be worth it. Here is a cool stat, though. Someone uh, someone brought this out the other day, and I thought this was actually interesting. It is very, very basic, but it is true. At the end of this year, somebody is getting, like, a significant player is getting their first ring. Oh, okay. That's probably Joker and Jamal. Like, that's huge. I will say there there are certain points we're not at the stage in the hobby anymore where, hey, if you win a ring, you win an MVP, you do one thing, you are then like vaulted into this new selling category. Mm-hmm. But Joker's a little different. Specifically Joker, back-to-back MVPs, 
an unbelievably historic run and a finals ring, he's probably a top player of all time at that point, like a top 30, 40 type. And he's young. Probably, so, probably lower than that. Do you have a take on if it's Joker or if it's Butler? So Joker, I think there's an immediate impact. Like this is still a guy in the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was runner up at MVP this year. It gets interesting. The, the restriction there is always going to be the same though. And, and again, I say this because even here, I don't want people to think, well, hey, in three weeks, Joker's going to have his first champ or two weeks, going to have his first championship ring. I need to load up now. Things to keep in mind with that narrative. A, he's a big man. He doesn't play like it. He plays like an unbelievable taller version of Larry Bird. He does all these different things that most big men don't do. Mm-hmm. He is still a big man. That has always been a hobby restriction to people. It just has yep. from Shaq to Kareem, whoever you want to name. The other thing is after a finals, after a championship is over, there's an off season. The narrative of like, hey, let's get him now. I, I would just say temper that. If you're looking to buy Joker, I think you can buy him cheaper in two or three months. Buy him in the middle of the offseason. That's the narrative with him, but I do think there's upside. Because with Joker too, it's like, hey, all of a sudden the knock was he doesn't have a ring. He gets a ring. It's a different narrative. Like this is like the guy in the prime of his career with two MVPs and a ring. He's Giannis right now. I will say that everything he has, ha- like not every card, but there is a majority of cards that he has that are setting new highs for the last six months. So I'd be careful buying him right now, honestly. Jimmy Butler's But I keep saying, well, the only thing to that is I would have said that. Did you just like, wag your Jimmy Dean at me? Uh, duh, duh, duh. No, no, you didn't. That's like, what I did. I was trying to see what it was. I thought it was no, a beer I can. I was uh, pointing was your, at the it, desk to emphasize it was just for, for you and I. That's why we need video. <laughs> the two, like uh, over the last actually probably two weeks, I would have probably said even then, hey, be careful buying him. But every single time he has actually gone up, like, what was it? Uh, as of the April 28th, April 28th was probably like the low. He was around like 492 for a PSA 10 of his base. And there's only like 900 of these prism, out there prism. for his prism base. Yep. This card has gone nowhere but up every single, like, Two to three days. So I'm going to be honest with you then. There's not, I don't think there's a chance in the world I'd buy Joker right now. Really? Okay. I, I don't know. I just, what's the rush? Okay. Now, Jimmy's a little bit different because Jimmy's kind of getting to the point in his career where it, it, this is weird too. And Simmons talked about this recently. I guess the assumption with Jimmy is, oh yeah, Hall of Famer, first ballot. That's not really, like you look at his numbers, he's actually not, he wins a ring, he probably gets in. Okay. But as of right now, like this is just a very good vet who's exceptional in the playoffs. His regular seasons are very, I mean, I, a mediocre for a star. Okay. They're above average, obviously. Yeah. But that's a big move for him. The other one, though, is Tatum. Uh, now, now Tatum gets weird. All right. But what, what real chance do we have? Oh, are I don't we think still talking that, about Tatum after tonight? I think they lose tonight, but I've literally been wrong about every one of these. Didn't I say the other night Miami was going to sweep? Well, we have a guest here. Go get the door right now. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. When your personal care routine needs a refresh, Dr. Squatch is here to help. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients that'll have you looking and smelling your best. Like the Bay Rum Soap and Deodorant. It smells delightfully spicy. And right now, they have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Spotify or use the code Spotify at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Aaron Weber, thank you so much for joining 
Do you want to do intros or should I? Since I am actually the funny one. Here, I'm not so. doing it. Aaron Weber is a comedian. Do you say a you have a funny one? Nate Land podcast, podcast co-host. Don't even. Sorry. I'm so nervous. He looks he looks like one of us. He looks like a regular person. Yeah, I'm I didn't right, know if he was going to be glowing or not. I thought he was going to be taller. I'm actually pumped. This like, makes right, me very how happy. How tall do you think I would be? I mean, I'm above average height. Now, I'm not sensitive about my height. Are you 5'11"? I'm about six feet. That's a six footer if there's ever been one. Well, here's the thing. Well, you made it sound like I'd be seven foot five when I walked. <laughs> on stage, you look like a giant. We saw oh, Aaron really? Bridgestone. Do you look so tall? And wow. then And then he, he has a tall bias. So I was like, there's no way we're having a short guy in here early. I don't like, like first him. guest ever. Yeah. But he's like six five. I think I might have been the tallest on the show. Well, oh, was now little? that I think about it. Oh, and Dusty's little. We met Dusty. Dusty's a shorter guy. We were actually pretty close, but all I stared at was like the big Jumbotron screen. Yeah. So up from there, I thought you were going to be like 20, 30 feet tall. <laughs> and I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> that doesn't seem accurate. Yeah, it was pretty close that to that. That was not to scale, unfortunately. Uh, well, uh, um, the, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the show, other than the fact that we thought you were very funny, was you were doing bits on Pokemon and sports cards, which... Right. I mean, there's no world where, like, <laughs> two years ago, one year ago, I would have ever guessed anybody, professional comedians doing bits on Pokemon or sports cards. So it was like, well, we got to at least talk to him, see if he'd be interested yeah, I'm at all. glad. Man, small world that y'all were there, huh? <laughs> we were I the mean, only two people yelling. When you're like, anybody into sports cards? Everybody look at me and we're just yelling. Dead oh, yeah. quiet. That's right. <laughs> so what have you, are you a collector at all? Or is that just, was that just material that you picked up because you thought it was funny? Or is there a real world? examples of that so this all started i got married two years ago and i was looking for you know one of the things you have to do now is you have to get a, a gift for all your groomsmen oh that's like a big thing yeah. is to get grooms and grist you can't can't yes. say that i'm not the only one it feels yeah, good yeah, yeah. It's tough. i Keep can't going. insult yeah. him though and, no. uh, you know <laughs> and you the care. typical gift is i don't know like a, a flask that's engraved or something like that and i don't know why i just thought you know what would be cool is if i got everybody in my in my uh in my group like a, a baseball card a nice baseball card oh that's somehow significant to my relationship with them and then okay. I, I, I got them a card it was like i got some chipper jones rookies and bo jackson nothing crazy yeah but just and then i wrote a letter with the card gave it to him and that was my groomsman gift and that got me back into it for sure were these graded cards or was it no okay. i didn't even know what that meant at the time i was gonna say like i that may not even be in your vocabulary before, i went to uh, some guy and uh i didn't know where to go i went to some guy and looking back i think i got ripped off <laughs> for sure Perfect. absolutely you he did. put them all in one touch cases so i was like oh dude <laughs> these are nice. so oh, nice dude that's probably a thousand dollars more now. Saying, yeah. I, think, I think i spent like four hundred dollars total i'm wow. looking back i was like godly dude i could have spent i could have got some nicer cards for the for that amount of money for sure. six cards. Absolutely. Yeah. What year was this? This was 2021. Oh, high oh, boom. Oh, yeah. You got your fault. Yeah. I'm going to say this too. Yeah. The most sophisticated card guy we've ever spoken to. Most guys are like, oh, yeah, I love ripping cards at Walmart and like weighing packs. I, oh, there's yeah. actually like, no, I got this as I wrote a letter, heartfelt letter. This is my group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, try, yeah. I was trying to think the gift, high to, class. the gift to my groomsman. I've been married 15 years now. Uh, was the day of the wedding. I went ahead and went to Wendy's. But well, I didn't know you that well then. No, I wasn't invited. But everybody five piece chicken nuggets. Yeah. Me and Kenny. That was our gift to the party. Yeah. I'm so, going to tell you a little bit different. It was like not $400. I was getting married at the Boys and Girls Club of America in Murfreesboro. Like that's where our reception was. So the idea of a gift was not really anywhere in my brain at the time. In fact, I remember thinking like, oh, man, I hope these guys get me something. Like, I hope they give me something for letting them be in my wedding. Oh, so. but in reality. Yeah, exactly, I which I didn't realize. Oh, yeah, I actually have a responsibility here. There's too much going on. No. It's a relatively new phenomenon. Yeah. Yes. How old are you, Aaron? I'm 31. Okay. Oh, okay. Area. We're yeah. 36. Okay. So, yeah, yeah very yeah. close. And yeah, now, I wouldn't do it again now, though. Now at 36, though, or, well, I'm 37, I guess. You wouldn't get married? Oh, you just turned 37. Never. If anything happens to my wife, it's over. Like, <laughs> you're I'm just, not. You're dude, done. There's so much <laughs> crap. Like, when you're, I got married when I was 22. It was just like, oh, these two idiots getting married. Who cares? Now I'm like, oh, people would expect things. Like, you have to have a nice wedding. These people want me to feed them or something. Uh -huh. I got to, like, no. It's, it, Hannah goes. It's over. His meet wife her. is my cousin, by the way. My wife has oh. zero interest in our podcast. If she had her wish, we would be done tomorrow. Absolutely hates it. Hates that we're known. People will come up to her at, at like card shows. Oh, Hannah, how's it going? Which is weird in itself. She loves that. She's though. come she'll, on here one she'll time. She'll lie to you and say she doesn't. She loves it. 
She hates it. But she's come <laughs> to this place one time. We've been doing this for three years now. She heard you were coming. She literally just called me before you got here. Was like, "Hey, uh, I'm going up to this friend's yeah. like death in the family, but I, I will be there this afternoon." Oh, wow. <laughs> she is canceling really on a funeral to be here. Oh, that's wow. how she wants to see you. So it's kind that's of a very, that's that's very, yeah. <laughs> she's a she's heartless. She's a terrible person. Well, anyways, um, I have I have uh, some jokes about that. It's my wife. I mean, I didn't really tell her I was getting back into baseball cards, so she just starts like just noticing just stuff piling up. Oh, yep, that's house. how it starts. Get a, get she's like, box. "Where are all these padded eBay envelopes?" <laughs> yep. And I was like, "Don't worry about it." And then she, I have an office downstairs that she never goes into. And then every now and then, I mean, once she just walked in there, there's just stuff scattered everywhere, and she's like, "What is this?" You have a problem, sir. Yeah, but I will say to my credit, I do keep it all very organized. Okay. Oh, that's all right. That's I, nice. I actually, I, I'm weird. I love spreadsheets. I keep every, I log every card I have on an Excel spreadsheet. I was going to say, are you a Dang. Google Sheets man or are you a real professional well, using Sheets. Excel? Google Sheets. Okay, well, you're not that professional. Well, obviously. Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not writing Google. VBA, VBA for it, yeah. but I mean, I oh, have a Google Sheets. Well, fact, you know what a VBA is. I was going to okay. say, okay. Wow. Is that okay. a USB? Yep, very close. <laughs> you have the, Norton's, the, the Nortons on his computer? <laughs> I, are you talking about this? I, I need to know something, though. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Pokemon guy at all? Or is that no, just in I the... I okay. genuinely know nothing about it. Thank Name God. one Pokemon, do it. Well, Jigglypuff, I say I say in the joke, but I know him from Super Smash Brothers. That's how I know the Pokemon characters. Okay, well, you must know people. Pikachu, then. Pikachu, I know that. Super yeah, Smash? Yeah. So on. I know the main ones, I guess. Right. And what's the kid's name? The uh, Ash? Ketchum? Yeah. Ketchum. Dude, come on. This has got to be added into the Now, this bit. is a divide between the two of you, right? One of you does not care about this at all. I don't. That would yeah. be okay. that one, yeah. He yeah. also likes Disney. I, yeah, uh, there's a I mean, good ch- like the way if you just knew him from... He's actually... A, I would never tell him this. He's a sweet person. Oh. Like a nice person. <laughs> yeah. But if you were to... That's such a sweet... Just touch palm. your hand. Just, hang on. Um... His hands we refer to as Jimmy Deans too because of the circumference. They're That's not. okay. What size ring do you wear, man? Um, I know when I, was, your hat. when I went to the <laughs> made him laugh. That's Only not going funny. Had here, when I went to the jeweler, the fit. they have like yeah. all these like little round things. They're like, let me get my jeweler things, and they're like, all right, not that one, not the, not the that shoelace. one. They get to the last one on the ring, and then they pull out this other keychain thing, like a janitor's keychain, oh, and man. it has like rings that are literally for a baby's wrist on there <laughs> and they're about to start with that one and it's the very last one on the normal size people one that fit me i was like oh thank god go. like i haven't like completely gone to the dark side where yeah. i'm just like there's no hope for me so that's the size of my ring i apologize I no no i'm just gonna insult yeah. you after that yeah, so it's no, okay. one of the meanest nice. roast jokes i've ever heard either y'all know ralphie may the late sure. great of ralphie course. may yeah. Yeah. he was a very big guy oh, yeah. very big guy. and he was in a roast battle with this guy mike lawrence and mike lawrence said the hardest part of ralphie's divorce was getting the ring off his finger. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just one of the, I mean, it's such a good joke, dude. But man, I know that cut. That's deep. a killer burn. The worst burn, though, for I grew up this. I basically looked the exact same as I did in middle school. There is a, and he was a close friend. He says this oh, to me: yeah. worst burn that you could ever give to to me, but almost anybody because he knew the situation. He knew your parents, family. My parents yeah. had recently divorced. I'm twelve, thirteen. He said, the reason your parents got divorced was because they couldn't afford to feed you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and this was in front of a group of my friends. It was the absolute most devastating thing anyone has ever said. I have no memory. This is ingrained. It will never be you out know, of our me. worst moment was. <laughs> oh, God. Well, one of the few times. Is this we- another insult? Are we telling another? No, no, this isn't an okay. insult. We were sitting here and that's the shtick, too. We're best friends in real life, but I'm, I just am. A jerk by nature. I don't no, try to be. Don't you dare say that. He's a sweetheart too. Sure. Yeah. We're sitting there and he literally looks at me. He's like, So my dad had a heart attack. That was true. And I <laughs> just I, burst. <laughs> just even now burst out laughing. And then when I finally composed myself, and our producer's like, dude, I can't. It's like 80 seconds of you laughing. Like, you can't. We gotta cut this. <laughs> I was just like, wait, not you? No. I just I the joke t- was that it, was, it would have been me, not my dad. Why would he have the heart attack and not it's me? A different, it's a different set. <laughs> that is what we call best friends well, in this area. Yeah, that's how you grieve yeah. sometimes. That's how you got to do it. I have a, He's alive, by the way. He didn't even die. The guy's fine. He's they put him on a great, great path. Oh, he's great. doing he's great. Walking right. now? In fact, wow. we're going to a Nashville Sounds game to, tomorrow. Yeah. Again, thank you to the Sounds, by the way. Uh, one of our buddies is the, like, he's the guy. 
He's uh, the producer, the manager for Gin, uh, Gin Blossoms. You're familiar with Gin Blossoms, right? The, the band? band? Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. a listener of the show. I said I wanted to go to a sounds game. He's like, hey, message separately. Go talk to this guy. Reached out. He got me like free tickets for wow. me and my family. We're going to go there tomorrow That's night. That's awesome. And my dad's going to be there because he's still alive and doing great. No no thanks to you and your comments. I've I always think said he'll Nate Bargetsi is throwing out the first pitch tomorrow. No, he's not. That's a sounds there game. Yeah. So we're we've had Dusty, we've the, had you. What's the other, next. What is the other guy's name? Brian Bates. Is oh, name. okay. I guess we got to have Brian. I told Jesse, that yeah. dude was sneaky. One of the funniest dudes yeah. I've heard. Well, he had a very hard spot on that show, oh, which yeah. is going out completely cold. I thought he did so good. I he, thought he was going to bomb. Oh, I'll say it. I thought if I, if I were going to first, I would have bombed. I was so glad he was there <laughs> to kind of bite the bullet, as they say. The predator so. lines were pretty good. Yeah, like that's he's a like, great bit. But like low key, I was like, this dude's actually pretty. Like I don't think the he audience is. Is, a, is like warmed up and appreciating it. But I was like, this dude is pretty. It was a tough pretty- spot for him to be. A lot of people still getting seated. Yeah, but yeah. that's kind of the name of the game when you open in an arena like that. It's like people don't get there on time. Uh, so that's okay. just part of it is you're performing for a, a half-empty half crowd audience. sometimes. So, but Brian's very funny. He's been doing it 15, 15 years now. Oh, okay. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Okay, yeah. so I'm always curious about this because there's very few professions where there's like uh, an overlap of what we do. So we, I, I buy and sell sports cards. So I started doing yeah. this. I was painting for years and they started buying and flipping cards. And as soon as I started doing that, it was like everybody who I've ever known started calling me. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I got yeah. this box of just Oh, yeah. Dog crap. But, like, I want you to look at it. I think <laughs> yeah. it's great. I am curious, like, now that you are well-known as a comedian, and I say now, I know it's been a while, do you get that from, like, your friends in your life? And I say friends, people who are not in your inner circle, like, hey, I got, like, this joke I want to, like, do people bounce that funny? off you? Does this sound funny to you? Oh, all the time. Do you, I, yeah, but, you know, I actually get people wanting me to look at their baseball cards now, too. You really? The do fact not. that I talk about it on stage, I mean, for maybe, maybe three <laughs> minutes total, I have comedian friends that are like, you know, I have just binders at my mom's house. Give us names. And I we're go, gonna reach I'm sure, I go, I would bet money it's all garbage. Yep. Yeah. But I'm happy to look at it for you. So far, none of them have done, have brought it in, but everyone wants to tell me. You know, I've got piles and boxes, you oh, know, God. just full of baseball cards. That's amazing. That's how the Friday night goes. Like, hey, I got a, c- a few jokes I'm going to bounce off you. Look through this binder first. <laughs> While I'm doing yeah, this. Let yeah, me know what you think of this Sammy Sosa card. This, yeah. Okay, this guy walks into a bar. A lot of times it's people after a show. Okay. Will be like, I got one for you. And they go, and you can use this in your act. <laughs> Do you, I go, are you oh, use... man, thank you so it's much. It's like the Costanza when he's standing out, out, out of the, he's in the way of the, uh, you know what I'm talking about. On the, on the Seinfeld episode, Costanza's talking like Burt Reynolds. Oh, He's like yeah. feeding him ideas. <laughs> so yeah, such a great idea. Go make the show, you dummy. Well, it's funny because they tell me a street joke that, you know, they didn't write, but they give me permission to, <laughs> you can use this in your act. I don't know. Oh. This. I was, Go ahead and take it. I was watching this TikTok and this professional comedian said this. You can use this though. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Having said this is my segue. I yeah. told Jesse, as soon as he told me you were coming on, I was like, you know, it's funny. I used to do this stand. I'm not going to do it. Trust oh, me. I'd rather hang Lord, myself. You have to you do it. Stand up at one point. No, nope. no. In he... front of my family. I was okay. nine years old at a oh. Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, me too. It's time. So it's time to say. So I start. Give, give us a line. Give yeah. us something. I'm, I'm going to give you just the opening. This is something you wrote. Oh yeah. When I was a kid, I was all into wow. like. I was all into writing like. Well, Weird Al was like a big thing when oh, I was younger. Yeah. Running with scissors. That album. Uh, yeah. It, it yeah. Just like it, what sure. was a Nirvana one where it, like it was him as the oh, baby. It smells like Nirvana. Oh. That was well. That was the song, right? It smells like right. Nirvana. But then Weird Al's CD cover was him, like as the naked him baby, as the naked baby. Right, in but the it was pool. his face. So that got me all into the parodies. I'll still do it with me and him, but goof around, just like parody songs. And st- I'm just a moron. He's really actually know. one of the best, like spontaneous parody singers that I know of. I didn't know that Weird Al was an influence of yours. Who else I, why been? have we never talked about this? You I cannot but listen. I listen all the time. <laughs> First off, Weird Al. Did you what? Did you guys see the new movie, the Weird Al movie that was Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al? No. Okay. I've well, never heard of that. My dad, though. What was that? There was a movie? Go uh, Just. Okay. I'm not going to say anything go. else. This is your dark web crap, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I went <laughs> on the dark web and found this. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> movie Tesla's Weird, Al, yeah. Weird Al movies. Um, go ahead and do a bit. I want to hear a line. So my dad is an avid listener to the show. Okay. And he's a great guy. And me and Jesse, they'll both agree. Like, if you he like wa- your dad. Okay. So far, so good. I haven't said that yet. Um. <laughs> If he wanted to kill the three of us, though, he would. Like, that's the type of guy he, he is. is. Great guy, yeah, but tough. he's got a little bit of a different background than most normal people now. Okay. Um, and he just moved down here, so it's actually been funny watching him going from Boston to Tennessee. But and by infinite wisdom, the opening line, because I was just like, my whole family, like, that's how we all talk. We all just, like, insult each other. We're vicious. And I, was, I got up there. I remember standing up there reading a piece of paper. I'm, I wonder if he remembers this. And I was like, well, 
I just want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you, my dad, for making, you know, for, for bringing me into this world. I was like, and then that's about where it stopped because he wasn't around much of my childhood. <laughs> you said this at nine years old. And I thought it was funny and it kind of yeah. stopped. So I was like, well, I'm going to double down. I was like, well, oh, my dad God. taught me everything I know, though. I don't know that much. And again, horrible delivery. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. about three seconds, I was like, man, and everybody's like drinking. I was like, yeah. there's like a bunch of drunk people. I still can't make them laugh. People, like, people, not, you're not getting laughs at all. I mean, this is like good joke structure for a little nine kids year old. In his family. Here's the thing. Yeah, when you're like nine, ten, you're just like ripping your dad. From over. And my dad said, like, what are we doing here? We're having a great time. We just played catch, you dummy. I would, I would say your material hasn't really changed that much. Like whenever you no, talk about it. No, no. And I started making fun of golf because my grandfather was a golf pro and that didn't go over great. It was it was a rough stretch. Uh-huh. So what's the worst time you've bombed? Oh, yeah. Biggest yeah. bomb. <laughs> what's the worst part of your life? Actually, I mean, I mean, can I say where the city we're in right now? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Gallatin. And my worst bomb ever was in Gallatin. Where did you perform in Gallatin? There's a theater downtown called, I think, the Palace Theater. Oh, okay. It's a pretty small. On the square area or something? Yeah. Okay. In historic downtown oh, Gallatin. Okay. Sure. And I opened for a guy named James Gregory there. James Gregory. And I was, man, six months into comedy and I got offered to open for him. A huge deal at the time. Yeah. You know, it was a five or 600 seat theater sold out. Jeez. And, you know, the biggest comedy club, Zany sold out as 290. So this is yeah, huge that's, in, yeah. by comparison. And, it, dude, and I, the first show is at 4 p.m. Average age is 84. Just finished eating at Demos. Oh it is God. a very old crowd. It's still daylight out, which is just a recipe for what you don't want no, in a comedy show. No, there's no drink, like there's no drink mm-hmm. maximum or a uh, drink mandatory drink limit. What well, is this sure. I don't even think they yeah. serve alcohol. No, they're drinking insure yeah. at this place, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Popcorn, maybe a <laughs> caffeine free diet. I'm going to get wild. <laughs> Put a little butter on that popcorn. Take well, your teeth well, out. Well, James Gregory says you need to go out there, you need to do. At least 15 minutes. You can do 17 if you're having fun, but do at least 15. It needs to be a tight 15. So I was like, all right, this is no problem, dude. I've done, I've done 15 minutes before. So, and then he goes, as I'm about to walk out, he goes, here's the main thing is you need to take the mic stand off the stage when you leave because okay. he uses a lapel mic, not a lapel mic, but like a headset mic. Okay. So he's like, style. I don't need, I don't need this mic stand. Just get it out of the way. So I go, all right, those are the two things I got to do. Whatever. I'll go out there. And I do, I mean, I said, how's everybody doing? And I got, Oh no, nothing. So I was like, dude, <laughs> not good. Huh? Be. And I just didn't have jokes for this type of audience <laughs> at the time. I, it was kind of a bad fit. Yeah. Like a bad booking decision. But I did every joke I'd ever thought of, and I and I pull out my phone and I and I'd done seven minutes. So I was like, I'm not even halfway done. I don't even know what I did for the last eight minutes. I don't think they knew I was supposed to be doing comedy. Did, did you uh, do you do reach out to the audience at any point, or did you back then, or do you now ever like try and involve the audience? Well, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes okay. I, that would have been the move. Yeah. At the time, I was just too young of a comic to know how to do that. I was 23. And less than a year into comedy, I didn't have any tools in the tool belt. I was just oh, fighting man. for my life up there. And then anyway, so I, I bomb, I get no laughs, I leave, and I forget to grab the mic stand off the stage. So James Gregory comes out, and he has to call me back out <laughs> for the encore that nobody wanted. I had to go grab this mic stand, so I take it back off. And then I get back in the gear, and now I just got to be around. Yeah, You know, you bomb, and then I, the show's happening, so you're just sitting back there alone, knowing that you bomb. And my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, but she was in the crowd, she texted me. So I, I got back to the green room, and I opened up my phone, and there's one, it's just a text that says, wow. <laughs> so I was like, oh, dude, I just sat in that for like an hour. That's, you know, it's like... um I've had worse shows, shows that are like train wrecks, like yeah. drunk people and stuff like that. Sure. Um, it's but not, not your super fault. common, but it's not, but that the stakes felt so high at the time yeah. that that, that wouldn't hurt. Was it like, oh, I don't know if comedy is my thing after this, or is I, it just like you can bounce back? You know, luckily I never had that thought. Oh, good. Okay. My thought was like, let me do a sh- let me get a show that's good. Yeah. Let me get a good show under my belt and then I'll be back. And now you're on the road, like doing shows across the country, talking about sports cards, Pokemon, that's right, like. Dude. How does that like? How do you go from like? Did you go to college? I did. Notre, Notre, Dame. Notre Dame, right? That's, Notre Dame, yeah. That's why I brought okay. the college stuff. So you oh, go, nice. you go from college, graduate. I, I did. Assume? Yeah. How do you go from that to okay? Well, I don't want my degree job anymore. I want to be. A <laughs> yeah. What did you study, by the way? In marketing and philosophy. 
A lot of jobs. That's comedy. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Sell yourself and talk about made up stuff. It is. Yeah. On paper, that does feel very useful. Right? Nailed it. Marketing and, and even philosophy. You got to know the mind of your buyer, right? I mean, sure. boom, bam. I'm yeah, selling. Dude, you got another four P's. Oh, give us all. Give them right now. Say them. Oh, man. I don't know <laughs> if I remember all the four wow, P's. Wow. That's why he's a comedian, <laughs> folks. It's potato Product. One? Oh, okay. Hang Placement. On. Place. Price. No, not price is not one of them. Person. Promotion. Nailed it. Oh, God. And uh, one more. It's all down to this. See, you think it would be price, but it's not. This, this, is, <laughs> this, this, is, this is what says if, comedia, if comedy ever fails, you can go back to this job if you know this last uh, P. Well, this is one of the, I would have told you this is the one tangible thing I remember from college, and now I, I can only get three out of the four P's. <laughs> Total luck. But I would argue those are three of the more important ones. Yeah, the fourth one, everyone I can't hates make anyone. a decision. I don't know what the fourth is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How can I decide how important these are? Yeah. Um, all right. So after you've made your, your name in, in comedy, what's, what's plans for you? What do you go from after doing tours? I assume like the podcast is also something you're continuing to do. I hope so. We'll do it as long as Nate wants to do it. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's gotten increasingly difficult scheduling wise just because Nate's so busy. Stupid. I Nate. mean, he headlined Red Rocks last night. And sold it out. <laughs> so, oh, Colorado. Popular. Yeah. Oh, we were so, that place just is casual massive. ten thousand seats. So he's there last night. Uh, he's so like we, the successful friend everybody hates. Kind of. Like, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's very generous without. With, well, with everything cool. but yeah but his schedule's crazy so yeah. it's like we film when we can i'll do it as long as they'll have me i'm worried every week i get kicked off the podcast oh dude you i'm waiting now. for your netflix special still, well so am i but i you know i'm also waiting on me saying something that's so unfunny that nature's just like hey, can, we, can we stop the podcast just, for a second hey cut Aaron, he, he just texts you he just texts you empty. wow you're like okay now it's middle of the podcast. yeah middle <laughs> Uh, we're just going to ignore that empty chair. Um, well, is that the pocket knife right in front of you? Yeah. yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. So, is that the trim cards? <laughs> <laughs> what do you okay, know about trimming cards? Did you listen to that episode? I was going to open this. I did listen to that you episode. Have, have, you, okay. have you ever heard the show before he reached out, though? Uh, I'd heard of The Ringer, and I'd seen your... I'd seen it, Over, but okay. I hadn't I'm always sat curious. down and like listened to it, and I'd seen the Facebook group. Okay. Oh, God. You want to talk about a comedy show in that place? <laughs> There's nice. a bunch of... They're nice. Well, come like on. Serial killers. What do you want me to say? They're bad they're... people for murderers. No, I they're like very the, nice. the satire posts out there are funny where they're like, what? Well, just pulled this. What is this worth? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like just a nothing card. There's Someone a few guys who are pretty funny. Luca. That's, that's funny. They yeah. get it. All right. So I think we're going to rip something or at least let's Ooh. at least rip the Bowman U. I don't... Yeah. So I brought. So this is the new product from Fanatics. It's Bowman wow. U. Uh, it's a college product. When Benyam is in it, though. There's Victor a, Wenbenyam you... the new. Any idea who that is? No. That's okay. So he is like the next LeBron. Like, that's kind of how he's basketball. Yep. Basketball okay. and football, actually. One of the first dual sports. Whoa. But I was like, I don't have anything else that's called. And you said this is Fanatics now? Yeah, so Fanatics bought tops. I know that. I thought that it didn't go out. But isn't this the last year where it was still... So you're asking tough? a lot of really interesting guy, questions. Guy, yeah, yeah, I okay, know. This guy's not a casual. No, So this knows. is not licensed with the NFL and NBA. It's college license. Oh, okay. So they have like NIL deals there apparently. But yeah. um, anyways, that was kind of like going to be our gift to you to figure we wow, kind of rip it. that's Just awesome, in case man. you hit a... That box know. is worth three thousand dollars. Well, the so. only person I could think of from Notre Dame. Really? Oh God, no! If, we didn't even know if you're going to be a good guest. Maybe. Three thousand dollars. <laughs> I was like, golly, dude, we're balling, Y'all just throwing bro. out we stuff. Like, there's some death is, it, is it Sam Hartman? Is he the QB? Do you follow Notre Dame still? I do. Okay. He. I hope he's going to be the QB. So he's got some. He was autos a big pickup. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He transferred. Is that right? From Wake Forest. Yeah. That's right. Handsome guy too. Oh, is he? Oh, I want to see that. You don't see a lot of ugly QBs who are good. That's a like you really show me an good. ugly quarterback. Um, I mean, I hate to be rude and nope. name names, name, but names. I can think of a few. I don't want to start. No, please. Yeah, top five ugliest name. quarterbacks that are good. Got to be that good. are good. I mean, you're looking at one right behind you, Jim Kelly up there in the. He's <laughs> got cancer all over his face. That's not his fault. He's got his jaw removed. Oh, oh my god, dude! It's, absolutely. Is it the mullet back in the day? Jim was a good-looking fella. Is it me or the quarterbacks? Did NFL players from that era look like they were all in their fifties? Oh, you ever oh. see like John Elway when he was like he was playing back then? Dude, he's got white hair. He's, he's twenty-one. Have you seen that thing? Yeah, like, like twenty-three. Have you seen that thing where they go back and like they show the Cheers, like the cast of Cheers? How old they were when they filmed that show, and they're all like in their twenties or something like that. Even like they, Ted Danson was like, yeah, up? like they uh, even like the uh, the guys sitting all down at the end of the okay. bar. Okay, hang on, real quick. So we're opening this pack. He's opening twenty twenty three Bowman Deception University. First thing you got to do, open it where you're looking at the back of the cards. Right. You're gonna take the back four 
and put them on front. That way you can save the hits. Here's a real question. How Why don't you? companies just start doing this? Like, why don't they move the four for you? I mean, you, you talk to Finesse, call them. That's part of the ritual, right? I know. This is part now, of I've thing. never actually done this. I see when guys rip, they do this. So yeah. I, I've got a, the pack upside down right here. Have okay. you ever bought into a break, by the way? I have. Have you oh, really? This? I have bought a, a John, I'm not, uh, what's his name? Jabs family. Do you know that guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I bought into a Jabs family break. Got nothing. <laughs> Sounds but, about full par for the course. It was cool. But I, I used to, actually, that's what got me back. I would watch those on car trips. Oh, yeah. I was I got sick of podcasts. I got sick of music. I just pulled up and just listened to him pull cards really? for a while. He's got interesting things to say about sure. the sure. cards that he pulls up. It's kind of it's fun to watch. So I take, think Springsteen when I'm... So, yeah, you're going to take the back four. So, wait. The four that are on top right now? Yep. Yep. Then you're going to put those on top of the others. Don't flip read. the whole deck over. You're reading right now. Put Stop that. reading. Yeah, you're right. Stop I it. can't help it, dude. I'm a voracious <laughs> reader. Stop. Okay. Voracious? Okay. So this put, guy did put, like this? Boy. Yep. And now flip the whole thing. Okay. And start well, okay. at the top. I saw the hit already. Well, there's <laughs> I'm sorry. But, no, I, I didn't, but the audience I didn't, hasn't. I didn't read it, but I saw it. Congratulations. Well, the audience hates this part. I was going to get yeah, to exactly. see it, so we don't, don't care. Arterio Morris. We're just looking for Notre Dame. I want to give this guy something. Judah Mintz. Okay. Man, these are beautiful are, looking they actually, It's a super nice product. They're nice and thick, Dude, too. if you hit a redemption, That's, it's, that would yeah. be, it's thousands Will of dollars. Shipley, Clemson football. Never heard of her. Jeremy Roach, Duke. Sure. That's Cameron first. Ward numbered out of 75. That's right, two nice. autos now. Here we go. RJ Davis from North Carolina. Okay. And, and Ohio State Jack Sawyer. That's a QB? It's uh, not a no, QB. No, no, no. Wow. And this like, is why we don't like open This is why people. you never. Defensive end. We really need That's to start. That's awesome, man. Here's the thing. If you get plans. married again, though, you're going to want to package those up for these groomsmen. <laughs> exactly. They're going to love the it. Cards. Yeah, They're going to exactly. love it. Exactly. Get one touches for all these? Oh, yeah. God. Oh, the one touches. He's already wanting top loaders for these things? <laughs> Golly, we gave you that $3,000 pack. <laughs> Three. Thank. Are you actually giving me this? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was wow. honestly hoping you would pull like some nasty like oh. Notre Dame card. Well, but my, got... my joke was like, oh, not joke. The Wembenyama. Again, like this LeBron. Pro- yeah. He is a redemption autograph. But the, the base auto is doing $2,500. It's insane. We pulled one the other day. We pulled two the other day, actually. But his gold auto is like 5000 And I was like, the only caveat is if this dude pulls us on the show, we're going to have to give the audience something here. And we're <laughs> also going to have to beat him up and take it back. Well, that's so true. That's, Has yeah. it always been this way? That's sort of the... Because in baseball, it's these prospects. Or right. So. Has it always been that way? Where they're... You can get so much money for these prospects when the, you don't even, the player hasn't even... So prospecting has always been the ultimate hype chase in sports cards, period. Five, six years ago, when breaking was really starting to take off, it was Bowman. Yeah. Bowman, Bowman, Chrome, Bowman draft. Right. Because right. guys were like, man, I can get this hitter who nobody's heard about. And if he gets promoted to double A, his stuff's going to 10X. It, but it wasn't like a boom like two years ago because it was like, well, it's, it's very uh, niche. It's just prospecting. And it takes a ton of work. Like pros- everybody knows the top five guys if you're in baseball. But it's like that eighth rounder who all of a sudden has like home run potential and you know he's going to get like that's it's like the penny stock effect. Everyone's yeah. trying to collect who they think is going to be the next, you know, Otani Trout or which is insane by the right, way right. none of these guys are going to have the career that Ken Griffey Jr. had yeah. and yet Drew Jones remember well, Andrew Jones mm-hmm. his yeah. son yeah, is yeah, the Drew number Jones. one guy yeah, yeah. so his super fractor auto just got pulled and there's a bounty right now you can get 250,000 cash from a company named Dave and Adams or you can wait and if he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame when he's done, they'll give you a million dollars. So two hundred fifty oh, take the now, two, or you wait yeah. twenty but, but years for, for, but a, for a card of a guy who's never played above single A. But yeah. it just got pulled though. That, I, I could buy. Just it. The, really? I could buy the yep. twenty nicest Ken Griffey Jr. cards of all time for less money. Yeah, it's that's insane. Crazy. And even like with basketball, like Zion Williamson stuff was outselling Tim Duncan. Yeah, like in no world is this real. But people are like, oh, but what if? Yeah, sure. a couple years ago, it was Blaze Jordan. Everybody's talking oh, about yeah. Blaze oh, Jordan, yeah. those cards. And Blaze plays well. He's a Red Sox prospect, but yeah, yeah he's, he's not anywhere near where he was. He hasn't the been called up yet, he's has actually, he, right? In the hobby. I thought he had played. Some, yeah, it actually, he, yeah, he's, yeah. he, he rips yeah. all the time, like rips live on oh, Instagram and stuff, cool. which is yeah, pretty cool. Funny enough. So, um, all right. Anything else sports card related to you in your life, or do we just end the podcast on a high note? Jeez, you just took a turn, man. We're having a nice conversation. No, we're going <laughs> to be. No, no, no. I can tell that work, we're running man. out of material. Oh, I got nowhere to be. I'll talk about we haven't really oh, done I, oh, sports oh, I was just cards. kidding. We could end it. I tried and you tried to drag it up. No, well, no, no honestly. Asked, it's funny because I tell because I'm realizing there is a difference between what you do and what I do. Whereas I I've never sold a card. Really? I've just never bought something with the intention of like. Are you I'll turn intimidated this around by and it? sell it. 
Yeah, it's a whole thing that I, I don't so. know. Yeah, yeah it, it's he intimidating like in a way for yeah. sure. I do. But I really, I was like, I'll just buy stuff that I like having. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's fun to have around. I've yet to have somebody in my life that I can show it to. That when yeah. I have this fantasy of like somebody coming over to the house, like you don't happen to have eight hundred Jeff Samarja cards, <laughs> do you? And I'm like, oh, let me show you to my office. <laughs> yeah. I like so it. this is what people ask. They go, well, they always go like, what's your most valuable card? And I'm like, valuable to me I or actual like, well, money <laughs> right now? Like, but like, Jazz Chisholm gets in the Hall of Fame. Bro, we might be set. The Miami Marlins yeah. start playing hot all of a sudden, Jazzy boy. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. That is, that is Let's true. say Brady Singer pulls an OJ Simpson. I'll be good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's another prospect, by the way. People went nuts over Brady Singer years ago. Yeah. And it was like, just, just never. Although that's the dude, too. I actually, the only reason I liked him and his pricing actually jumped, too. I, his first contract, he bought his parents a house. Oh, or like oh, paid I off saw, their mortgage oh, or something. Cool. I saw a few people. Pavin Smith on the diamond. Yeah, they did the, the, yep. did the same thing. That's awesome when you see that. You're like, oh, I'm going to be rooting cool. for that guy. Yeah. Have yeah. you? How much money do you make? Jeez. <laughs> uh, like a lot, or just, just like? Do you, you have you bought anybody kidding. else a house or? No. Oh, okay. I'm a ways away from doing. Dude. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was just curious. Did <laughs> uh, you bring a W two with you? I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm social? happy with how I'm doing now. It took a while to get there with comedy. Do you have any big shows coming up that you want to like promote? If any, I've got a big tour. You got listeners all over. Oh huh? yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not, not only are us, we, but US. the ringer is the ringer is the biggest sports card podcast uh, network in the country yeah. in the world. Actually, well, Simmons is like five million downloads an episode. It's we nuts. we rank like in the top typically between one fifty and two fifty of all sports card podcasts in the U.S. Which is actually really good when you consider there's like 45,000 of them out there. Uh-huh. But not only are we big in the U.S., if you're an international comedian, oh. I'm just going to tell you Singapore, Singapore, oh. Thailand. What about Edmonton, Alberta? Actually, Canada, we actually, that's our second biggest audience. Besides, and then, or it depends, Canada and then Australia and then Singapore. So if you travel outside to any of those countries, Do American sports cards, I mean, are they internationally they're collected and so hockey is massive in canada yeah china's then, actually gotten really yeah, into Asia, it recently yeah basketball is insane and yeah. then japan the japanese market's actually into baseball oh yeah hong Kong. Yeah, that's another big that. and then yeah. soccer and f1 in europe are huge um wow. australia's actually pretty you know the only one that doesn't translate yet really is, is the nfl like outside yeah. of america yeah it's not as big in the hobby but like baseball basketball, basketball well, that makes yeah. perfect sense actually yeah i think it's, it's american sport when you think about it yeah we go play in london once every year and that's you, you know, know always yeah. confused they're like football is that what is that soccer they is it actual football we don't get it mm-hmm. that's why they can't okay watch. i am curious did you was there a, like an aha moment in your career like a like after this this one thing happened and that's what set you on the trajectory like one amazing show you get that one call anything like that happen uh, there was a there was a shift in my life that I don't know if it was an instantaneous shift, but it was once I noticed it. I was doing I was working a job in Brentwood. I lived in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and I had a you a lived job. in Hendersonville, mm-hmm. bro. I was when born I moved, and raised in Hendersonville. When I moved here in high school, I moved to Hendersonville. I went to Pope John Paul II. Oh, right around the bro, those, River. rich kid. Those kids are trouble over there. I was just talking to my trouble. doctor the other day. He said they're installing you're talking like, about all the AP scholars. Is that what you're talking about? They're talking about? about like they're putting in vape sensors in the bathrooms because all the kids are vaping. So <laughs> yeah, they're troublemakers. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. No if kids are vaping in other schools. That, but, um, anyways, yeah. yeah Pope John Paul. I'm a Hendersonville High School man. Commandos all the way. Oh, so that's wow. why With Taylor okay. Swift. Yeah. You got a little, you got a little chip on your shoulder. Yeah, I get it. exactly. He's exactly. A I beat Taylor Swift in the high school talent show. By the way, so really? think about that. He yeah. made the E Hollywood story. Were you in her her grade? Uh, no, she's two grades years, behind me. I was going to say. Yeah, she's two grades behind me. Uh, so I went to school with her younger brother who went to JP2. Oh, did, oh wow. Did you go yeah. to school with Golden Tate? So I was, was... he younger, older than you? I got there. The I would have overlapped with him, but I moved in the middle of high school. Oh, okay. So by the time I got there, he had just graduated. I bartended with him at Chili's here in town. When oh, Chili's really? Up, and then yes. one day he's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Charlie Weiss is coming to recruit me, who was Charlie Weiss, the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl winning Patriots three out of the four yeah I was like dude this is a oh he went what? to Notre Dame by the way uh, yeah. uh Weiss and I was like dude like can I come he's like well, he's like we serve drinks together bro can I wash your pads no you can yeah. go clean those glasses for me that's about where it ends here but I played with his younger brother Wesley Tate oh, who okay. played at Vanderbilt oh wow so they're a very okay. athletic family and then his he, dad was a pro I think right Golden Tate the second I think because I think he's the third 
Does it have any Goldens running around? I think that's on his jersey. It's just Tate the III. Really? Which is fun. And they had uh, twin younger sisters that were great athletes, too. Yeah, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to Pope John Paul. That You went to lived in Hendersonville before your big break. Or, or oh, yeah, your big, the big life. The big oh, aha working, I was living in Hendersonville and working in Brentwood, that's which right. miserable drive. If you know in, in Nashville, that's like it was an hour and a half each way. Oh, yeah. I worked in Franklin. Uh, yeah, for like crazy. seven years. Ooh. Yeah. So the commute was brutal. So I started going to open mics in Nashville just to not go home right away. <laughs> And so for a while it was, I was doing these open mics after work. And then at some point I just kind of looked up and I was like, now I'm going to work before the open mics. Wow. You know what I mean? There was yeah. like a shift in my head. Mm-hmm. Just the priorities changed and it was, hmm. wow. I just kind of focused on it after yeah. that. That's cool. Yeah. I always wanted to do it. I like in high school, I was always I thought in you would have been, you're a performer. Like well, like I was in like, uh, you know, I was... Aslan and Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe in high school. And like what? I was always Aslan the Lion the Lion. God. He was like he was like he was big God. lion. I like to just think of him as a friendly lion, but I mean you think God. of him as I do was talking, I do right? reference yeah, Adam and Eve in the play at one point. So yeah, maybe <laughs> I was. I don't know. Well, I thought he was pretty clearly God in the in the book. I don't like to actually look into symbolism or like behind things. If oh. you're a you lion, just a you're just a lion. It's super That's on the all nose, I think, though. I don't think you have to no, dig that deep. I don't know. He then had a what's son Turkish who died delight? for three days. This was the big what's argument Turkish between C. S. Lewis and and Tolkien. How do you know so much about these authors? You know, they were very good friends. C.S. Lewis and like Tolkien. That. Okay. And Tolkien said, you got to hide the Christianity in what? the books. It's got to be not super obvious. C.S. Lewis really? is like, no, nah, just, Christians make, it, just make it obvious. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, there's, there's metaphors and allegories and things like that. In, this is in, the problem wow. with you two college guys. <laughs> I don't need any of this crap. I'm just thinking of some dude trying to get rid of a piece of jewelry and you guys are talking about God over here. It is funny though. What's going on? So back to, I did, I did try and do some stand up in like my, uh, government class. Like, cause okay. my government class didn't care what you did. Like, mm-hmm. Mr. Fugoy was awesome. It's he like, did not government. care. Yeah, exactly. Just like the real <laughs> Just say a bunch of crap and people clap for yeah. it. It doesn't matter. I just did bits about like my family and stuff like that but back then i could get away with it because i could just make a silly face after a bomb didn't land or a joke didn't land or mm-hmm. a bomb right mm-hmm. well, you and can like do that. yeah and i guess you can get away with that in some cases but only it only landed because those guys knew who i was and they knew i was like yeah. the goofball who would like wear belly shirts in the hallway with half my stomach hanging out and they were just like oh that's just jesse being a goof again not yeah. like the audience doesn't know if i was in front of gallatin they probably would have thrown their teeth yeah, at I'm me. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, though, when me. we left when we left your show at Bridgestone, you had us all laughing pretty good. He's walking down Broadway, just like holding up traffic whenever you decide. He just stopped. Hey, hold on. Wait a minute. He was literally a traffic monitor. And the people on the sidewalk. Yeah, You're him. doing that? Yeah. The people on the sidewalk <laughs> just listen. You don't are, When this guy has a drink or two in him, yeah. he just controls the flow of people. And God bless him. Dude, the people were literally just on the sidewalk. Yeah, no problem. And you I'm look like if you had a, a neon vest on yeah <laughs> you could just convince anybody you're supposed to be there he also oh, another thing he is oh. notorious for we go out I've to a bar of any kind times. yeah it, as soon as we notice jesse's missing he is at the front door carting people <laughs> and the best thing is the last time it happened it was yeah. 60 year olds yeah. oh god i gotta find <laughs> nobody questions him i pull a stunt like that i'm in handcuffs with a knee in my back <laughs> i didn't know if i wanted these stories I'm tell actually you right relayed now. on the podcast that's not, a good that's story. okay that's now they're out there that's okay is that wrong uh, you look like you don't look like a bouncer though no too that's short the difference but that's Absolutely. the thing when he gets to talk and you can tell like this guy is like i'm you not messing have, with him you have the energy yeah oh yeah you He's have a, more of a, a bouncer energy than he does Absolutely. but physically he looks we were, that's why we work together really well together remember that guy we had a little run we had to bounce matter of fact Eli. We talked about Eli today. We did put yeah. my foot in the guy's door, and the guy immediately just looked at Jesse. It was a little bit of altercation years ago. Yeah, he looked at Jesse like, "Oh, this guy's sweating because he's gonna hurt me." I looked and I was like, "Oh boy, if this thing goes south, I got no help." I am he going to sit gone. down. He's gonna be doing a stand-up routine about government. Where's the chair? Talking about a talking lion. I'm gonna get my head kicked in. Perfect. Oh, on that note, we got to end it there because okay. we are at a high right now. Uh, Aaron Weber, what else, what's you, what do you have coming up? Any shows around? I've got a big run coming up August through the end of the year. Okay, awesome. I'm going everywhere. I'm going to Denver, Louisville, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Boston. Where are you playing in Boston? Laugh Boston Comedy Club. Nice. 
Yeah, never, never been to Boston before. Are you uh, big on any specific social platform? TikTok's my biggest, but Instagram still feels like the main one. Okay. That's that what, you know, sense? what do you yeah. think of TikTok, by the way? <laughs> I think it's probably good for the world if it goes away, but yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's... But you're going to utilize it until it does. It's all, I mean, it is... You can get sucked in on there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. awesome. That's Absolutely. how we got discovered. So, you know Chris Vernon from Memphis, the radio show host? Mm. Oh, Chris, no. He's got a huge podcast on The yeah. Ringer. Literally got a... That's how we got discovered one day. He's like, hey, I saw your clip because we were just doing the podcast for fun. I sold my company. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, we got to do something with my time or I'm going to, you know, end up in the pool. Anyways. <laughs> and... Uh, like and, floating up. Face up. I didn't have the pool at the time. Okay. Uh, but uh, I was Skyler like, hey. White walking in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, hey, let's just distribute clips and maybe something. And Jesse was doing it to his credit. Yeah. And literally, that's how he's like, hey, I just saw, like, I was monitoring my nine-year-old's phone or whatever. He's like, I got some guy yelling about sports cards. And he called. And literally that night, he's like, I'm going to put you in touch with my boss, Bill Simmons. He's wow. going to call you. Which of course, we thought it was a joke. Yeah, I didn't. We, I don't I think either of us actually believed too. it was him. I was like, I yeah. know this is Chris. It's got the blue check mark. Yeah. And then I got the time. I, I got such a nervous like, energy. Yeah, I got Stuart Scott on hold. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's taking calls anymore, though, Stuart. Uh, but no, I was like, I had such nervous energy. My wife was like, you got to go out and do something. So I went out and just went for a jog. So I was like, he's going to call at seven. I'm going to go out. I can't be in the house. I come home. I was like, all right, I'm getting ready for this call. Jump in the shower. He's East Coast time. So he calls me and I'm like, crap, shut the water off. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just, can't FaceTime you right now, but I can have a You do better talking when you're naked anyway, so... <laughs> Aaron, we appreciate you being here. Aaron's been a really yep. good, good thing, and we like that. Oh, yeah. no, you, no Nashville funny. shows coming up at all, though. Nothing really in Nashville. No, I'm around. I do. Uh, they do this thing called New Material Mondays at, oh, okay. at the club. No, Zanies, right? At Zanies. Oh, okay. you doing that anytime coming up? I do that now? almost all the time. Oh, oh really? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, we'd love yeah. to see it. We yeah. yeah. Let me know you want to come out on a Monday. Next it's time you're doing it, we're there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah usually, saw... it's a lot of the Nate Land guys usually do it too. I think we've seen Dusty, Dusty there like three times or something all the time. Yeah. Okay, we saw Dusty a couple times. Yeah. On a Monday Definitely. night there. I think it was a Monday Might have right? been a Monday night. Yeah, because I remember thinking, why am I out in Nashville not on a weekend, on a weeknight? That doesn't seem like me. Well, I just remember after the thing, because he had just come on the pod. Yeah. And I, I sometimes speak louder than I should. And I was like, he ain't going to remember us. He just came on the pod. No idea who we are. <laughs> yeah. He literally just goes, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, no. Thought you were just out there selling shirts, but I didn't know you were listening to our conversation. So, yep. Um, yeah. Anyways, thank you again, man. Really appreciate it, Aaron. Yeah, Absolute absolutely. pleasure. Thank well, you. We're just going to close out me. the show from here real quick. Aaron Weber, like I said, check him on all the socials. Uh, really, really appreciate you coming on. First in guest studio. I mean, I don't know if oh, you want really? to put down your resume. Yeah. Wow. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. We, oh, thanks for letting me do that. We actually just bought these yesterday. These Did microphones. You really we this? Have, we well, have I was, microphones I, there. I told but, him. Again, I had the height thing. I was like, dude, I am not sitting at a table with you and this other freaking giant. <laughs> like like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be the guy swinging my feet in a chair. No. Well, you two idiots talk about, oh, you know, it's great top shelf stuff. No, I was like, no, absolutely not. Top shelf stuff. You wouldn't understand. Uh, so I was like, yeah. we have to get this set up. But anyways, uh, to our audience, by the way, totally off the wall episode. We haven't done something like this before. If you liked it, great. If you didn't, like I always say, just we don't care. Just go somewhere else. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we're probably going to mix these in a little bit going forward. So we'll be back mon- uh, Tuesday and Thursday. We've got a holiday next week. So back Tuesday and Thursday next week. So we are Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. See you next week. Bye.